Well, happy Good Friday to you. This is, for many people, a long weekend. Uh, many people will be gathering for meals, I'm sure. For others, no big deal, just another weekend. So we wanted to talk a little bit more about whether or not Easter weekend is still a big deal for people who are religious, or if that's kind of uh, become more of an afterthought. Well, John Stackhouse joins us now, Professor of Religious Studies at Crandall University. John, thank you so much for being with us again. Yeah, good to be with you. Well, I know we've talked about this before and kind of the changing uh, face, I guess you could say, or demographic when it comes to religion in Canada. What are you seeing as far as people, uh, the religions, and how many people uh, still follow religion? Well, the recent release of data from the 2021 census, which took them about a year and a half to get out, but, you know, everybody was affected by COVID, so it took the stats can a while to get the numbers out. We've seen a continuation of decline of Christian identification in Canada and of Christian observance. Uh, In non-scholar speak, that means fewer people would call themselves Christians in Canada now. Fewer of them would would go to church, but it's still roughly half the population, so it's still quite a lot of people who would identify themselves with that religion. Hmm. Do, Do you think things changed as well in that we know religious gatherings were something along with so many other things that were in some cases canceled and were certainly put on hold during the pandemic? Do you think that that might have had an impact as well if people maybe stopped going and then never really started it up again? Yes, we are seeing that. Um, It wouldn't have shown up on the census so much because it was still, as you know, we've been taken in 2021, so we're in the middle of the pandemic then. But you are right. I think your suspicion's right. We've seen that some churches have rebounded, but lots of them haven't. They haven't recovered the same number of followers, and they haven't recovered financially. So there has been a bit of culling of the herd in that respect. And what about kind of the the shifting demographic, I suppose, or, or different religions in that in, in the past, when we, we look at kind of the breakdown of religion in Canada, it was always widely, uh, you, you could be expected that Christianity would be the largest religion. But what about the, the emergence of other religions? Yes, Christianity and no religion continue to be the two main positions of Canadians. But we do see a steady rise in immigration uh, from countries that aren't majority Christian. So we, uh, while we're taking in some Christians from places like uh, the Philippines and from Korea, we are certainly taking in lots more Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. Uh, Not so much from the other world religions, although, of course, in Vancouver, we know that we've got a lot of Sikhs. Um, So in the major metropolitan areas like Vancouver, Winnipeg, Toronto, we're much more aware of people from other religions. All told, though, um, all those religions put together wouldn't make up 15% of the population. So while it can seem like there is a lot, uh, I remember living in Vancouver, uh, you could get that feeling. It really is a function of being in one of the two or three big metro areas where you feel that way across the country, maybe about 10 or 15%. Uh, people from other religions. Hmm. And what is it, do you think, that, that still draws people? Like you said, that, that, that there is a large population as well of people with no religion. What is it, though, that still draws people to religion, whatever religion that might be? Well, religions really just offer the same thing in, in a crucial sense. I don't, I don't mean that religions amount to the same thing, but what all religions do is to give us a comprehensive guide to life. Religions, each religion says, this is the way the world actually is, 
and each religion says, this is the best way to live in the world. Well, of course, we all want to know the way the world actually is. We all want some kind of guide to life that's reliable, and whether we make it up ourselves or we find someone else who's got an authoritative take on it. The the big religions have been around quite a while, and millions of people find them to be compelling. So that's why lots of other people properly check them out. I think the key is to look at them in their best form, to uh, to look at Christianity in churches that are the most lively and the most faithful, uh, whether it's a mosque or a gurdwara or a temple. Um, don't look at, at Muslims at their worst. Look at them at their best. Same with Buddhists and Hindus. And see what might be a compelling story that might make sense of your own life as well. Right, because I, I would imagine too, for for somebody maybe who has been uh, a, a, maybe a, a bit uh, not so taken with it, or or has left maybe and reconsidered uh, their beliefs, uh, that could be because of scandals that we've seen in various churches and certainly uh, histories that are are less than favorable. Yes, definitely, and and this is partly the the problem Christianity has in a majority Christian country like Canada. If you go to the the Muslim world, there are lots of really terrible mosques and lots of pretty bored uh, Muslims. If you go to China, um, there's a lot of, of people who maybe have a nodding acquaintance with Confucianism or with Buddhism, but they're not very serious about it. If you go to India, lots of people call themselves Hindus or Sikhs, but they're fairly terrible uh, examples of faithfulness because the religion is just sort of automatic for them, you know, sort of social religion for them. So that's why I say um, it's it's best really to ignore the people who aren't very serious about their religion. Take a look at the people who are and then make your choice from there. Are you seeing a bigger shift as well? Uh, People maybe that in the past would have considered themselves religious and shifting to becoming more spiritual? Well, what we're finding is that people who call themselves spiritual but not religious tend to be people who are leaving the Christian tradition and are trying to hover somewhere between Christianity and no religion at all, and even no spirituality at all. And they are a minority of Canadians, but they're a shrinking minority. And what some of us are are suggesting, those of us who do the sociology of religion in Canada, is that this is a kind of unstable group. Their kids probably won't opt for that. And what a lot of us think is that we're seeing a great sorting out of religion in Canada. On one end will be the people who are really serious about their faith, might be Muslims, might be Jews, might be Christians. And on the other end will be people who just don't find religion in any form all that interesting. And in the, in the middle will not be all that many people, except people maybe transiting from one to the other. Currently, there's a lot of people who are post-Christian, ex-Christian, sort of Christian. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised in 20 years if most of that population has decided to go one way or the other. And, and why do you think that shift and why do you think that that, that might be what we're seeing in, say, the next 10, 20 years? Well, I think many of the people who are spiritual but not religious remember what was good about their Christian past, but they also know what was bad or boring. And so they're trying to hang on to the good without hanging on to the bad. I understand that. But to me, the solution is to find a good Christian church. To make up your own religion, to make up your own spirituality, takes a lot of work. It's hard to sustain. And when the kids have to go to hockey or they, they or ballet, and when it's another Sunday morning and you're a little bit too busy, 
it's just very easy to to spend the weekend you know, catching up and being busy and and ha- trying to have some fun and religion if it doesn't really have a solid community to which you can join it's pretty hard to stay religious all by yourself and most people eventually don't right and isn't that maybe what people got out of it in the past was perhaps a sense of community a place to go a a family outside of your family for support and perhaps there's not that need anymore well i think they're probably that's a really good question i think there is that need and i think that people um, have have forgotten in some ways that religion offers more than just interesting beliefs about the world and, and a kind of moral code. I think that our immigrant population, many people go to their uh, gurdwara or their temple or their mosque precisely because that's where the language of the home country is still spoken. That's where people still eat traditional foods. That's where we can still feel a little bit at home. So we'll see how many of them still go to these religions in the next generation or the one after that. But in the meanwhile, I think you're right that that serious religious communities provide a lot more than just interesting beliefs about the divine and a moral code. They offer a community to walk with you through the challenges of life. And, And that continues to be a need. I think many of us feel more lonely than ever after the pandemic. And for people who are hearing this and are feeling lonely this weekend, I'd say, well, this is a Christian holiday weekend. Maybe check out one of your local churches and see if there might be a new family for you. Do you think, though, part of that is also, I mean, wars have started over a difference of beliefs when it comes to religion. Is part of that because it does seem that that people, if more traditionally, if you are if you are a true believer of one particular religion, then there's no wiggle room there, and and there's no agreeing to disagree. It's either that this is it, and and there's fighting over it. It seems that people can't put those differences aside and agree. Okay. We're going to believe different things. Well, there's lots of instances in the world that are encouraging where people who believed very different things got along quite well. There's instances in Spain when the Muslims ran things there, but of Jews and Christians getting along okay. Um, When the Mughal Empire and indeed when the British Empire were in India, people of different religions got along quite peacefully. Uh, Lebanon, uh, two generations ago, was another example of people living with very different religions. You know, frankly, I don't think people go to war very often over religious belief. What they go to war over is, guess what, land, money, power, status, security. And religion is a convenient set of flags under which to justify grabbing for these other things. I mean, it's it's a lot more motivational to do it in the name of God than it is to do it in the name of just grabbing your neighbor's land. So my sense as a historian is that not that many wars have really broken out over people's differences of opinion because people have been living side by side with neighbors of different religions lots of places for hundreds of years i think religion just becomes a convenient excuse to go after my neighbor that i don't like for other reasons all right well it's an interesting interesting topic for sure especially on Mm -hmm. this weekend john stackhouse we'll leave it there but as always thanks so much for joining the show yeah good question thanks for the visit always enjoy talking to you